Hey everyone, welcome to the Ed Fernandez Show. Happy Friday. It's 2024. I think this is episode number two. And we had a huge meeting yesterday, spent some time figuring out direction of the show for 2024. And um, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to kind of let you know what we're going to do, but it's going to be different. And uh, today we decided, hey, I'm just going to talk to you guys and pretend you're in the room. And we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, and the power that it brings in your life. And you know, I've been doing, I've been saved since 1995, give or take a long time. And there's always been this, you know, when I got first saved, I, shoot, I got filled with the Holy Ghost like right away, right? So I don't, I don't know what it is not to be filled with the Holy Ghost and with the power of speaking in tongues. I don't know what that's like. So what I'm going to attempt to do today is talk about receiving the Holy Ghost, being baptized in the Holy Ghost. And I know there's a bunch of camps out there. So there's there's camps out there that say um, the Holy Ghost is only for certain people. It's a gift that God gives you. Uh, there's camps out there that say um, once you get saved, you, you have the Holy Ghost. And there's others that only don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I mean, it's just, it's all over the place, right? And that's fine. I'm not here uh, to kind of say what's right and what's wrong. My goal is to make you ask questions like, hmm, what if, what if he's right? What if I did that? What if I kind of considered that? And so, and so that's the goal for today. You know, I, I I looked up, and I don't know if this is right or wrong, so don't beat me up on this, but I tried to do the best I can. But I, I think there's like 90 scriptures currently right now. There may be more, um, but right now let's use the number 90 in reference to the kingdom of God, you know. And, and so we're going to use that as an analogy for today to kind of give you an understanding of where the person of the Holy Spirit fits. So, you know, I'm Puerto Rican, so I was born in Puerto Rico, Aguadilla, Puerto Rico. And so when we go on vacation and I go see my family out there, you know, in downtown, uh, the, the, you know, San Juan, which is the capital, you walk up and down the streets and you wonder, shoot, you know, this looks like Europe, right? Cobblestones. You look at the architecture and there's this castle there with cannons and all this other stuff. And, and I started thinking, hey, so why does it look like that? So I was looking up Puerto Rico and found out that Spain, back in the 1800s, colonized Puerto Rico. I mean, colonized a lot of the world, Puerto Rico, Cuba, all these areas. And when I say colonize, I mean, you know, if you go to Spain and then you visit Puerto Rico, you kind of go, hmm, wow, they look the same. 
My point is, is that when a kingdom wants to expand its territory, it colonizes it and makes that territory a reflection of the kingdom, in this case, Spain. So if you look at the food, the culture, the language, the architecture, it all looks like the original kingdom. And so how is that done? So, I, you know, I was looking up uh, kingdom structure and there's this, this, there's this title of a person that um, is born, I'll call it the motherland, right? Born in the motherland, which in this case, in this analogy is Spain. And, and his title is the governor. So he's the governor and his job is to go live he goes live in the territory that they're colonizing. And his job is to bring the expression, the will of the king. Because nowadays when we think of a governor, like I'm in California, I ain't going to go there with this governor. But, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> not even going to go there. But nowadays... The governor is elected by the people. So the governor is going to do things that the people want. So how do I get elected and how do I get voted into the office of a governor? Well, all these people that are voting for me, they want this, 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 and this. Okay, so I'm going to make promises and that's what I'm going to do. That governor is elected in that office by the majority of the people, not all the people, the majority of the people when he gets that office. Back in the day, well, not back in the, yeah, well, back in the day, all the way back then, the governor was appointed by the king and the governor's job was to go and bring the will of the king and the expression of the king to that colony. And it was always for the benefit of all the people, okay? And, and that's what the governor does. So I started, you know, looking and thinking about this and, and saying, okay, I read some books, you know, some really good books on it. And I started looking through the word of God and started understanding a lot more. And this invisible kingdom, you know, because if you look at the, you read the Bible and, and Jesus starts talking about, you know, um, when you see this and you see this, you see this and you see this, the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven is upon you, Right. And if we go all the way back to the beginning, you have this invisible kingdom, right? And this invisible kingdom has a king, and that king created, oh, sorry, created the earth. And the goal was to 
colonize this earth um, with citizens. And so, you know, here comes Adam and Eve and God, you know, created the, the earth and Adam and Eve come and Adam and Eve had dominion over everything. And at that time, the Holy Spirit reigned in them. God breathed life into them. The Spirit of God lived inside of them. And all they had to do is follow the rules, right? The king said, hey, do this, do this. Hey, you can have that, you can have that, you can have that. But don't touch that. Don't touch that. So before I continue there, what I've learned is that when a territory of the kingdom no longer wants to be ruled by the king, they become independent, and the governor that lives in that territory is removed and has to go back to the mainland or the motherland, okay? Now that territory no longer is ruled by the kingdom, and that territory now is responsible for their own army, they're responsible for their own resources, they're responsible to take care of their own people, they are independent and no longer are ruled by the king, and there's no longer the governor that reigns in that territory. So using that analogy, think about it, when Adam and Eve went and took of the, and ate of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, the Bible says that they died. It, it, it doesn't mean that they died physically. They died spiritually. So the Holy Spirit left and went back. The governor, right, left and went back. And that's, that's where we are today. There's another king, right? And, and there's a king that rules this earth here. This, and you know what? Hey, you guys are going to think I'm cuckoo. That's okay. But it is what it is, right? There's another king that rules this earth, and his name is Satan, and he's the kingdom of darkness. And he has his kingdom, and his kingdom here is to kill, steal, and destroy, right? That, that's what he's here to do. And, and, you know, the, the, the crazy thing is, is we're born into this. So I just had, you know, my grandson, Cairo. He's five months now, right? And, and that little baby boy is born into this world, which is ruled by this darkness. So that's why you'll see, and I, I'm sure everyone can agree, I hope you can agree, is you get on, turn on the TV and you see this world just going cuckoo, right? I mean, things that when I was a kid was absolutely unacceptable are, it, it's okay now. I think we're in times where, you know, the Bible says when evil is good and good is evil, that's where we are today. Excuse me.
So I started thinking, I go, okay, well, how do I, how do I explain this? Because I already always struggled with, you know, I got saved 1995. So I always struggled with how, what's the difference, right? I got saved. And I received the Holy Spirit. But then like 90 days later or 120 days later, I, I go to this church. My friend who drove me to church, she told me, hey, you got to get filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm like, what the heck is that? Go to this church and all of a sudden my pastor, he says, hey, there's somebody here. They need to get filled with the Holy Spirit. And I raise my hand. I run up there and I and I talk about this in in other episodes but I run up there and then this guy puts his hand on my stomach starts praying for me and this explosion comes out of my mouth and I start speaking in this other language and I'm like holy moly what the heck is this right so I always struggled with that and so what my what I'm going to attempt to do today is I'm going to attempt to try to show the difference between the two I'm you know I hope I do a good job. I'm sure I'm going to hear a lot of comments. That's okay. But remember, it's me and you, and we're just talking, and, and hopefully uh, you get something out of this. So, I'm, I'm, you know, I got the Bible open, and I'm going to use it a little bit. And let's see. I found something that was like pretty cool. So I'll read something to you. Um, I know you guys can slice and dice this thing so it looks like doesn't look stupid. So um, I'm talking to the superpower team back there. So this is uh, John. John chapter 20, verse 19, and I'll, just, I'll read some stuff here. Then the same day that the evening uh, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled, for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst of them and said, Peace be with you. So Jesus was already crucified, right? He's already dead, and he rose from the dead, and now here he is in his supernatural body. And he's showing up to all his disciples. When he had said this, he showed them his hands, right? Showed them his hands and, and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them, peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Ghost. So think of receiving the Holy Ghost, and I mentioned this in the, in the previous episode, and hopefully, hey, guys, hopefully we can actually do, put some images up here, right, on the corner and stuff while I'm saying this. But um, when I go to the beach and I walk on the sand and I'm, you know, I have my shoes off, I walk up to the sand just enough, because I don't know if the water is cold or not, right? I, I don't want to, you know, when I'm in Mexico, Hawaii, I, I, 
I'm jumping in because the water is just like bath water. But here, you know, you know, it's cold. So you walk right up to the sand and the ocean's hitting your feet, right? Right here when, when, when Jesus says he breathed and received, you now have access to the promise. You have access to the Holy Ghost, right? You have access to the ocean. The ocean is hitting your feet. You have access to it. But then, if you have access to it, what's the promise? The promise is this, Acts chapter 1. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. He said, wait, wait, wait. He said, hey, guys, don't go anywhere. You guys got to stick around. Because my father promised you some stuff, and it's coming. Which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized you with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And here's something that I, I've read, and I was like, wow, I never saw this before. I'll continue. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And I was like, well, what is this guy, what is this guy talking about? And in Revelations, Well, let me, let me back up real quick. I'm going to continue reading because I'm going to mess it up. And he said to them, it's not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you shall be a witness to me in Jerusalem, in all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So what, this, what these guys are saying is that if you go into Revelations and you look at Revelations, God says, I'm going to wipe the tears off your face. There's going to be no sickness. There's going to be no disease. There's going to be no death. There's going to be none of this. You're not going to, you're not going to, it's not going to be the same. God said, I am throwing away this earth. I'm throwing away this heaven. I'm making a new earth, a new heaven, and actually they're going to become one. There's not going to be this separation. It's going to become one. But what Jesus is saying, hey, you, I can't tell you, and I don't even know, I can't tell you when that's going to happen. That's for my father to tell you. But in the meantime, what I'm going to do is I'm going to send power from on high Ooh, and this is so cool. I'm going to send power from on high so that what's to come and what you cannot see, you can have it now and take dominion. 
Because what did what did we lose when Adam and Eve did that stupid thing that we are going to actually ask the question and go, what the heck were you thinking? What did we lose? We lost dominion. We lost dominion and we gave it to the enemy. We gave it to Satan. And that's why Satan has the dominion over this earth. And that's why it's just so messed up. But when you're baptized by the Holy Spirit, you have the power to bring the unseen kingdom to the seen kingdom and have heaven on earth. And so, receiving the power, remember, remember, receiving the Holy Ghost was me standing on the sand and having the water hit my feet. But here, having the Holy Spirit and having power from on high is go to YouTube, put in Portugal, Nazari, and I promise you, you see these waves that are so ridiculous. And when you see the little dude on the surfboard, he's just like this small. He and he's riding this wave. That water is so powerful. It's just amazing. So even though, and, and everyone's right, you know, hey, when you get saved, you received the Holy Spirit, meaning you have access to it. And you're on the sand, having access to the water. But when you get baptized, you're on that surfboard feeling that power, the awe of that power. And that's how you change the world. How can this world change? If the power of darkness has dominion over it, because it says we don't fight against flesh and blood, but principalities and, and things in high places, right? That's what it says. How can we change this world if we don't have power? How many, how many times, you know, following God, you always wonder, hmm, why can't I put my hands on people and heal the sick? Why can't I... Why cannot the blind see? Because the Bible says that greater things will do, right? Well, so why can't we do the greater things? Is It's because we don't have the power, right? The baptism of the Holy Spirit. So what God is attempting to do is reinstate the governor, right? Because when Adam and Eve did what they did, they... They claimed independence. They said, we don't need the Holy Ghost anymore. We don't need the kingdom of God anymore. We want to do our own thing. And here we are. We do our own thing. We have divorce going crazy. We got people don't know what kind of gender they are. We've got, you know, pornography going crazy. I mean, it's like billions of dollars into this industry. We've got marriages just messed up. We got kids messed up. We got wars. We have famine. We have sickness. We have disease. We've got 
you know, lack. We've got, I mean, it's depressing. It sucks. But does that exist in the kingdom of God, the unseen kingdom, the true kingdom? Because this is but a shadow of what's real, right? This is a shadow. What's real is unseen. That's what's real. So if the Bible says, let us have heaven on earth, I don't think this is heaven, right? This is not heaven on earth. I mean, if you look at it, it's not heaven on earth. This is being ruled in by the kingdom of darkness. And, you know, in the last episode, I, I, I covered this a little bit, but I think, it's, I think it's so important because in order to In order to rule and reign and have dominion over this earth, how do we, how do we, how do we stop murders? How do we stop fornication and jealousy and selfish ambitions and outburst of wrath how do we stop everything that's going on in this world how do we how do we change ourselves right because not many of us and I'm not saying you you don't have it but it's it's very rare Put it this way, it's the minority. I don't, I won't say it's very rare, but it's minority to have somebody uh, born in a two-household family, a, a mother, a mother and a father, that's functional. It's that's it, it's the minority. Right? Um, the majority, it's dysfunctional. Like I was saying, my 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 grandson Kai is is born into this crazy world, right? But but how do you how do you as a man of God with all this internet all over the place not be seduced by porn? How do you do that? By willpower? I'm telling you, willpower don't work. It doesn't work. But when the Spirit of God is in you and you're filled by the Holy Ghost and then you have a fear, a, a healthy reverence of God, like, oh my God, you're so powerful. Not, oh my God, you're going to kill me. Oh my God, you're so powerful. And you have that healthy reverence of God. The Holy Ghost can tell you, Ed, you shouldn't be doing that. You're like, oh, shoot, you know? And you ask for forgiveness and you repent and you turn away. But you need that power. You need that power to have a healthy mind, right? How does, how does God talk 
to you? How, how do you hear the voice of God? How, how do you do that? You know, is, is God one that is a monologue? You do all the talking and there's no answer? Well, I tell you, there's answers, right? God is a God of dialogue. You could talk, he'll answer. And how does he do that? He does that through the Holy Ghost. I don't know if I've done a good job in kind of explaining this, but I could tell you this. In 2024, just started, right? God, we're already like more than halfway into January. It's just like time flies. But in 2024, if you're, if you're burnt on going to church, if you're burnt reading the Bible and it doesn't say anything to you and you're just like, okay, well, whoopee, what is this? If you're struggling in your marriage, if your finances are upside down, if, if what the Bible says is not what you're experiencing, I would strongly encourage you to kind of check this stuff out. What if, what if the Bible is true? What if when Jesus says, I got to go and I'm going to bring you the comforter, the spirit of truth, I'm going to bring you power from on high. If that's what the Bible says and we believe that this is the true word of God and and your life and our lives, not yours, but ours, right, is experiencing opposite of what the word of God is saying, then maybe, maybe it's worth checking out. Maybe it's worth, I mean, what the heck do you have to lose, right? I mean, <laughs> The worst thing that can happen is that nothing happens. The best thing that can happen is that you experience something that is not even from this world, which is obviously the goal. So, you know, I, I think it's worth the risk. I mean, there's really no risk, right? It's important to... Uh, it's important to sit under sound doctrine, right? Um, but I would encourage you this. I mean, your pastors and your teachers where you go to church should only be confirming what you should already know, right? The, the risk is, is if you don't get into this and you don't really understand it and you don't really allow the spirit of God to give you the revelation that you need while you're reading the word of God, when you can be deceived. You can go to a church and, and, and the pastor could be preaching some cuckoo stuff and you wouldn't know the difference. So I would encourage you to kind of get in here because, you know, this is, you know, this is not literature, right? That's what a book is. A book is literature, right? But these words are life. 
And without the Spirit of God living in you, how can you understand the Spirit that's in this book? It's impossible. We can come up with all kinds of interpretations and things like that, and I'm, I'm not trying to tell you that I know all that, and I'm, I'm all that in a bag of chips. I'm not trying to tell you that. But I, I could say this, that because of the Spirit of God that lives in me, um, I've got a wonderful life. I believe I've, I'm taking dominion for the kingdom of God. I believe that... Um, Look, and I'm still working on a lot of things. You know, I'm I'm studying. I could tell you that I'm, I'm I'm studying on narcissism, right? Like, what is a narcissist? Why 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 is somebody a narcissist? What causes that stuff? And I'm right, like, just started, right? Because I got to get educated on the things that I need to get educated on, so I can make the material changes so that I can move deeper into the character of God, move deeper into what God has for me. Because for me, the Ed Fernandez, Ed Fernandez is not this big, bad wolf that huffs and puffs and blows houses down. That's what I thought I was, but that's a false identity. That's not real. Who's Ed Fernandez? Well, Ed Fernandez needs to be Love, joy, peace, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. That's a, that's a journey that all of us should be taking, I think, or at least considering. Well, you know, I would leave you with this. There is power that you can have right now. This is the kind of power that will change your life, not only your life, your family's life, your future generation's life, legacy, the world. And we as men and women of God have to take this promise, this not gift, this promise by getting filled by the Spirit of God so that we can take back what was stolen from us. We don't have to wait to go to heaven to have heaven on earth. Why? The heck? If I didn't have the Spirit of God in me and I didn't have the Holy Ghost, I'd be like, is this what life's all about? This sucks. Right? Life is not about making money, spending money, having trips and doing this and doing that. Hey, that's all fun stuff. Don't get me wrong. I love doing other stuff. But that's not what life's about. If that's what life's about, that's why you see a lot of people just having all this stuff and then unfortunately ending, themse ending their lives because they're like disappointed. 
This is what life's all about. No. Uh-uh. Life is not all about that. Life is like way beyond things that we cannot even see. So take the chance. Come on. What do you got to lose? Get filled with the Holy Spirit by evidence of speaking in tongues. It's nothing to be scared about. It's not hokey pokey. It's not cuckoo. It's the word of God. So I hope you uh, got something out of this. I hope, uh, I hope 2024 is, is just going to... Look, hey, when you get filled with the Holy Ghost, you got to let us know, man. Okay, please. Like, kind of DM us and stuff and da-da-da-da. Let us know. I want to hear the stories. Hopefully that this helped you a little bit. But remember, I'll leave you with this. Don't stand on the shore, just allowing the water to lap on your feet. Get on the surfboard and feel the power of that water so that you can change the world. Love you guys. And again, I always got to say this. You guys are the best part of the head for me.